Welcome back to the Servants of Grace podcast and to our theology segment. One of our listeners writes in today and and they want to ask this question. How does understanding Jesus' high priestly ministry relate to dealing with temptation? Well, in Hebrews 2.11, the author of Hebrews has demonstrated that Jesus and his people belong to the same family. The implication here is that Jesus has assumed our human nature. And now the author of Hebrews indicates that the necessity of delivering his people from their enemies, death and Satan, meant that Jesus had to become a man. He had to have a body of flesh and blood and had to be fully human in order to set his people free from the bondage of sin. Now, delivering his followers from the the curse of sin and the clutches of the devil demanded nothing short of taking the place of those whom God had given him, who stood condemned because of their sin. Well, the author of Hebrews elaborates more on this point in Hebrews 4.14 with the phrase, the Son of God, which is a reference to both the title of humanity, Jesus and of deity, Son of God. The writer in Hebrews 4.15 adds to this statement in Hebrews 2.18 that Jesus was sinless. Now, Jesus was able to be tempted, but not able to sin. And though Jesus was tempted in every respect, that is, in every area of his personal life, he, unlike every human, remains sinless, and thus he is truly the holy high priest. Now, in their temptations, Christians can be comforted with the truth that nothing entices them is foreign to their Lord. He, too, has felt the tug of sin and yet never gave in to such temptation. Now, the result of Christ's death is twofold. He conquered Satan and set his people free from the fear of death. Satan, the murderer from the beginning, desires man's death in the fullest sense of the word, physical and spiritual death. Now, since the death of Jesus on Calvary's cross, death has lost its power and its effect. Through death, the Christian enters not hell, but heaven. And because Jesus' human body was resurrected, the believer's body also should come from the grave in the last day. Now, Jesus' humanity can be demonstrated, the author of Hebrews says, in Hebrews 2.18, by the fact that he was tempted. Dr. George Guthrie notes that because of his suffering, Christ is able to help believers in their temptation. Christ personally experienced the power of sin when Satan confronted him and when the weakness of his human nature became evident. Jesus experienced hunger when he was tempted by Satan in the wilderness, thirst when he asked the woman at Jacob's well for water, weariness when he slept while the storm raged on the Sea of Galilee, and sorrow when he wept at the grave of Lazarus. As high priest, though, through his sacrificial work, Jesus removed the curse of God that rested on man. And because of the forgiveness of sin, God's love flows freely to the redeemed, and Jesus stands ready to help. Those who are being tempted may experience the active support of Jesus. They can expect nothing short of perfect understanding from Jesus because he himself suffered when he was tempted. Now, Jesus did not share with man the experience of sin. Instead, because of his sinlessness, he fully experienced the intensity of of temptation. You see, Christ's ability to sympathize and help is the result of his likeness to us. He was tested in every respect, but did not sin. The verb to test or tempt was used in Hebrews 2.18, whereas testing was related to his suffering. But by implication to his death, his own experience of suffering and trials during his earthly life equipped him so that he's able to support the people of God in their suffering and in their temptations. You see, Christ's likeness to us means that he was tested in every way and yet without sin. The qualifying phrase, without sin, in Hebrews 4.15 does not resist the reality or the likeness of testing, but relates exclusively to its outcome, but without the result of sin in his case. So Jesus was faithful to the one who appointed him. He was tested to the very limit uh, his, of his shameful death, at his shameful death, but he did not sin. You see, Jesus is a faithful and a merciful high priest whose sympathy
sympathy for his people in their weakness will prove to be a powerful help to those being tempted. So for those who are being tempted and facing various trials, the confidence of sins forgiven, God's anger turned aside by their merciful high priest is a profound help. The emphasis in Hebrews 2.18 on Christ's personal experience of temptation teaches that this help includes strength for them to stand in the face of their own trials, particularly those temptations to be disloyal to God and to give up their Christian profession. Later, Hebrews will draw attention to a further dimension of Jesus' powerful help, namely his ongoing intercessory role as high priest by which he will save his people completely. You see, because Christ himself suffered and his suffering was a source of his temptation, he is able to come to the powerful aid of his brothers and sisters who themselves are tempted and exposed to humiliation in a hostile world. See, the fact that Christ intercedes and has gone through similar temptations as every Christian and has withstood them victoriously, that's a source of great assurance for the Christian. Jesus Christ is able and willing to help man oppose the power of sin and temptation. As he said to the sinful woman in the house of Simon the Pharisees, your sins are forgiven. Go in peace in Luke 7, 48 and 50. So also Jesus shows mercy, peace and love to his people as he is their sympathetic high priest. Well, this is such a great question and I, I so appreciate it because you know what? Every day we go through temptation and every day uh, we face it. The temptation to struggle with doubt and fear and a whole litany of other things. What we need to understand is what Hebrews 4.16 says, that that we have not only a sympathetic high priest, but this priest, Hebrews 4.16, invites us, summons us before the throne of his grace. And that's amazingly significant because in the Old Testament, people couldn't draw near, but once a year and only through the, the high priest and his offerings uh, that would atone for the sins of the people. Well, we have a savior who has fully atoned for the sins of humanity. And we can go boldly before him. If we belong to Christ, if we're a Christian, if we're in Christ, guess what? That promise of Hebrews 4.16 is for you. You can go boldly before his throne of grace, knowing that he is a sympathetic high priest. He understands what's going on in your life today. He knows the troubles. He knows the hurts. He knows the struggles. He knows your fears and doubts, your anxieties, and, and on and on. And that's good news. That's good news because you can go to him. And, and so I want to urge you to, to go to Jesus. Go to the throne of grace. Cast your cares, as Peter says, upon him. Let him know what's going on in, in your life. Let him carry carry those burdens and those those things and, and help you with them and, and grow through those those things in your life. I want to thank you for uh, listening to this episode of the Theology Segment of the Servants of Grace podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I just want to say, would you mind sharing it with your family and friends, uh, either through email or on your social media? That really helps uh, get the word out about the show, and, and we really appreciate it. Well, until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you.